Hi, everyone. It's Todd Brown with Next Action Associates, and I'm here with Robert Peake. Hi, Todd. Hey, Robert. Um, and our, our theme today is having, having re-entered uh, work life uh, in September, early September for many of us, now that the summer holidays are over. Uh, Robert and I were talking about um, the, the sort of the forward-looking view of the rest of the year and how that for a lot of people can uh, involve um, uh, making some plans, thinking about how they're going to put the next four months to best use, getting ready for um, you know the next break or the next the next sort of common social break, which comes around the the Christmas period. And we thought we'd talk today a little bit about how GTD and GTD practices can support you in you know in September and in the fourth quarter of the year. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have uh, we don't have much of a we don't have much of a formal agenda other than that. So Robert and I are going to um, really trade trade thoughts and comments, and we'd be very happy to hear from those of you who are listening to the podcast what your thoughts are, whether you have any experience you'd like to share, or whether anything that we say today uh, triggers a particular reaction. You would be very happy to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the you know the immediate thing on most people's mind is a kind of reentry at this point into uh, ah you know the summer's over and um, it's getting cooler and it's time to kind of get get back to things for those of you that have had uh, any kind of a, a summer break um, you know and with that um, usually comes what I call you know paying paying a little bit of the, the holiday tax as in the inbox is a little fuller than usual. Um, people may be um, demanding of your time out slightly more urgently if you've been away for a few weeks. And so, you know, that's kind of the first rhythm, if you like, to this to this season, this this quarter. And, um, you know, very much there's some some practical things you can do to to quickly get back on top of things, um, you know, in, including specifically in the email inbox, sort of really just kind of chopping and changing and triaging a bit to to get yourself back up to speed. Um, you know, one of the things we point out is that while we we teach a very particular methodical approach to processing your inputs, there are very appropriately times when you need to be in emergency scan mode, right? I mean, Todd, you you probably you know find yourself needing to dip into this mode from time to time after a long bout of travel. Um, you know, I, I'm guessing as well, where you do need to cherry pick a little. You do need to. Um, you know, deal with the the timely things that may show up in the inbox before you can then kind of shift shift into proper GTD mode, as it were, um, and, and process things one at a time. Do you do you find yourself doing that, Todd? I mean, getting into kind of uh, going back and forth between, let's say, a little bit of triaging. Uh, I certainly do. I, I I sort of triage on the on the train or anytime when I just have my my phone or a small device with me. I'm doing a little bit of scanning. Uh, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I'm with you completely. As as you were describing it, what I was flashing on is that uh, when I've, as you know, I spend a lot of time uh, flying around, and when I get off of a plane, one of the things that I'm I'm fairly uh, likely to be doing if I'm if I'm on the bus back to the terminal or something from the from the airplane, is just doing a quick emergency scan of what's come in since I you know since I last had connection to the uh, to the network. Um, and that's a very different activity for me than, you know, what, what I'll call proper processing and organizing, right? right? With my with my laptop in front of me, with with all of the tools that are available to me to really do, uh, really be efficient about processing and organizing. I can't really do that on, you know, on, on my mobile device. It, it doesn't give me the same, 
you know, because it's not as integrated, it doesn't give me the same sort of flexibility. So, so yeah, I, I do find that I do that a fair bit. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I did take a week off a couple of weeks ago. Um, and during that period of time, uh, I didn't, I didn't check my email uh, all that much, but when I did do it, what I was really doing was, was, as you described, you know, it was just, it was just, let's make sure that there's nothing here that's going to blow up. There's nothing here that's, that's really uh, deserving of my attention. Um, and then it was back when I was back at my desk that I uh, really got into the, uh, you know, got into the, yeah, let's, let's open up Outlook, which is my, my weapon of choice for, um, for email and calendar. And let's do a, a bit of proper processing and organizing. It also, yeah. as you were talking about it, it also reminded me about something that it's advice I give all the time. And it's advice that I'm about 50% of the time uh, uh, following myself, which is after the summer holidays or after any holiday, after any break, booking a day off or as yeah. much time as I can so that I've got time to get out of emergency scan mode and I've got time to you know, to, to deal with all of the various inputs that have come in. A lot of that will be email, but as you say, a lot of it will be, you know, handwritten notes on the desk or, or um, physical, you know, postal mail or whatever it is. Having a bit of time after the break to really dig into that is something that I, I uh, this time around, didn't do. And, yeah. and I have, to a certain extent, been paying the price for that ever since I got back off my break. You know, I've, I've, mm. my, my inbox has been fuller than I would like. Yeah, yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. I think you know one of the one of the things that kind of occurs to me is as much as GTD isn't isn't time management, uh, a little bit of good time management can really help you get on and stay on your GTD game. So I love that that tip of you know finding at least a day in that first week back where you're not in back to back meetings, where you're not just you know doing the whole time, so you can get up to speed. And I think it's, you know, perfectly reasonable to not, you know, not expect yourself to necessarily get out of too much more than a kind of emergency scan mode in your, in your first morning back from a long, uh, a long trip. Obviously, I'm guessing you, you, uh, when you emergency scan, you, you check all of my emails first, right, Todd? Of, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, I, I they actually sort, be your... they, they sort to the top, of course. Right. Yeah, right. You yeah, raise the alphabet, so R is the first letter. <laughs> right. so, um, so, yeah, those are really, I think, really good tips. And then, you know, managing self-expectation and, and also just doing a little bit of diary management around, you know, being able to have the time to get back up to speed being reasonable about that process, I think can really go a long way. More and more working with people on GTD, uh, you know, asking them to be be reasonable to themselves and kind to their future selves, both in the diary and in the way that they make lists, seems to be a theme for me, you know, about just saying, look, you know, what's, what's reasonable progress? You don't want to kind of necessarily go into this and, um, and, and sort of punish yourself that first week back, but you do want to get up to speed as fast as you can. If, you know, it's certainly no, no faster. Yeah. So, so in, in, you know, as we go along in the year, I think a lot of people are also looking to um, set some maybe longer term objectives to, um, you know, to potentially use some of the, uh, the downtimes, the sort of, uh, you know, if they're having a, another midterm break coming up, or as you say, as we get toward the end of the year, um, to reflect, to think that that very different type of work than the sort of you know scrambling to scrambling to get on top of things that where they're just wanting to create perspective. So how, how do you like to do that? How do you work with yourself to create perspective in those more quieter periods? 
Yeah, I, I think, um, well, let me, let me just share something that uh, a conversation that I had earlier today with someone that I've, that I've um, been working with over the last several months. Um, we were, we were talking about the run up to, uh, to Christmas and there were some very mm. specific things that she had on her mind that she wanted to try to do, uh, before the end of the year. And, and the reality of her day to day world is she's, she needs to be very responsive. She has a, she has a very reactive job in many ways where she's, she's on call. Um, and one of the things that I realized was that she, in her own head, she really believed that that was kind of the way life was all the time. And mm. so what I recommended for her was that she take a little bit of time right now to, to block out some time toward the end of the year. Um, yeah. you know, and, and I know it sounds simple, but just, just saying, okay, in the, in the week before you leave on the, on the end of your break, uh, you know, book, book out a day or two, uh, to, yeah. to do whatever it is that you, you know, for in, in her case, it was to, uh, to, to do a bit of reference filing. She's got an issue with she, her, her reference material has really, really piled up both digital and physical over the years. And so she's got a situation where she's got way more stuff than she really needs around and it's, it's not helpful and it's creating a bit of mental drag on her. Mm-hmm. And in the day-to-day firefighting, she didn't seem a, see a way to, uh, to, 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 to grapple with that. And so what she's mm-hmm. going to do is, is make some appointments with herself toward the end of the year. So part of, you know, we, we do talk about, um, uh, you know, we, we talk about aligning day-to-day action with longer term, uh, with, with our longer term uh, projects and, and goals and vision, but something as tactical as saying, hey, uh, you know, let me take some time now to look forward a few months and just block out some time for myself. You know, I, I think uh, if, if our goal is to be kind to our future selves, our future selves will be tremendously thankful when that yes, time rolls indeed. around and we've, when we've scheduled around that time so that we know that we have that time to, uh, to, to regroup and to really focus on, to really focus on how we work rather than focusing on the work. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great tip. And I think um, hopefully most people, you know, with a three or four month runway that we have can, can find some time near the end of the year, and, you know, springs that traditional cleaning time, but really um, end of the year can also be a great time to, to kind of, in a sense, make um, yeah, I have a sense of completion about the year and go into the coming year. They're they're artificial designations to some extent, but they're also, you know, potentially useful to get into a kind of annual rhythm of, okay, let's you know let's clean out and shore up and and do that annual purge of the filing that we said we would around December time, so that come coming into January, it does feel like a fresh year ahead, you know, for mm. for most of us. So I think that that's great to be starting to think about that now um you know and go ahead yeah no i was gonna say i'm just curious as as you're looking forward to the next three or four months is there anything in particular that you're doing to uh to raise your vision a bit or to to get a bit more perspective or um is that not high on your list right now i mean what 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 does now look like in terms of how you're engaging with Hmm. you're thinking about the rest of the world the, the year yeah, I mean, I think um, so. I have a, a consistent behavior uh, that supports me, which is which is looking at the areas of focus in my world. Um, so bumping up to to that level, to those things that are always ongoing, never ticked off as done, um, and just examining those not necessarily every week, but maybe fortnightly or certainly once a month, um, just to just to kind of go is everything on track? Is everything sort of more or less in balance? Are, are areas of focus like 
health, you know, um, jugging along and, and, and working and not being adversely impacted by other areas of focus like work or family or relationships or anything else. So there's this kind of regular iterative process for me um, that helps me basically spot spot new projects I want to take on, right? So, you know, if health is off, it's called find a gym, find a doctor, lose weight, whatever that is for me. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, as you mentioned it, you know, bumping up to some of those high horizons can be really, really useful. And those those things are mostly things that um, that are in collaboration with others. So I'm thinking in particular uh, the, the goals, the sort of what do we want to be doing next year and the vision stuff around anywhere from two to five years out. Um, those are things that I typically sit down with my wife to, to look at and, and think about the sort of sort of the where are we headed, if you like. And for that process, it's really, um, you know, we'll, we'll typically do that about about once a year. We'll, we'll get get those out and have a look. Um, and that's a much more creative process, actually. It's, it involves mind maps. It involves uh, visioning. It involves qualities. Um, for, for some things, um, you know, like the, the quality of home we want to have and that kind of thing, we'll get out magazines and we'll, you know, start doing clippings. And we'll actually create, you know, what... Um, I think our, um, architects and interior designers would call like a mood board, right? Mm. So, so that, you know, getting those, those sensibilities about the spaces we want to be in and, and what we want those to look like in actual visual form, you know, and then, and then we can hang those up or um, get those out once a year or do whatever we do with them. So the higher the horizon, in some ways, the more sort of creative I want it to be, the more I want it to be about kind of an emotional quality, a sense of where I'm going. I want to be inspired by that stuff. And as it gets more and more tactical, it gets, in a way, kind of more and more practical. So my, my areas of focus lists are just lists. Um, and then down from there, the projects and actions. I mean, I'm, I'm living in and by those. So those are very, very practical and simple formats. Um, but that's that's the, some of the kind of stuff that, that, um, that we'll do. And we'll also use the natural planning model for any of these major kind of things that show up, um, which can be really really useful just as a way of kind of switching between that very high level brainstorming mode um, and that practical mode of, okay, how does this then actually get implemented at the lower levels, at the lower horizons of where we do stuff? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you're talking about it, I'm, I'm just reflecting on the fact that one of the things, one of the things that, that I've always found is, um, is helpful as we think about the higher horizons is that the higher you go in the horizons model, the um, the the more likely it is that it would be helpful to involve other people. Yeah, it's a chap, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So you know, at the at the at the next action level, right? I want to browse the web for something that doesn't really involve anybody else. But if I'm talking about my three to five year goals, it's probably very helpful for me to have had a conversation with, you know, with my with my boss, with with my associates at the at the office, you know, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and. Uh, just riffing on what you had to say about about um, doing the work with with your wife, uh, one of the things that my wife and I do um, uh, very regularly, about every other week, is is just a shared calendar review. And I know that's a bit of a tactical thing, but um, as I said earlier, you know I travel quite a bit. She travels a bit. Um, it's really it has it has reduced uh, potential stress levels in our yeah. in our relationship tremendously, simply by being clear with each other who's going to be who's going to be where, when, 
who needs to be cooking for how many people on what day, you know, so the number of, the number of surprises has been reduced and that's been a, that's been a real upgrade, a, yes. a GTD supported upgrade in, in, in the quality of our relationship as a result yeah. of that. Yeah. It's funny. It's kind of like, if you, if you deal with the practical things in a very dispassionate and practical way, they don't end up becoming emotional things, right? You know, it's the mechanics of sort of being good roommates, if you like, and, yeah. and being, you know, being, being people that, you know, synchronize about the calendar, doing those in a mechanical way means that they don't bleed into, you know, the other more enjoyable parts of the relationship. I'm mm. absolutely, absolutely with you there. And I think that also applies to other relationships, relationships that executives have with their PAs, EAs, and secretaries. Mm. Um, certainly, you know, <laughs> that, that, um, um, you know, dealing with the tactics and having the right kind of rhythms of review between people can can really, really make a big difference in, in those relationships that, um, you know, that just talking about it in, a, again, a more sort of emotional way doesn't doesn't solve it. You know, getting getting down to what do we got to review when yeah. very often resolves that because it is a practical matter. It's funny how that works. You know, as we're talking about it, something else that's that's coming to mind for me is um, with, you know, with September on us and the next few months run up to, to Christmas. Um, I think that something else that would be very helpful for a lot of people, certainly a lot of my clients, and, and I would include myself in this in this group as well, mm. is, uh, you know, is a really um, a very hard nosed look at at projects list, you know, at my projects list, and at, at, for my clients, I'm recommending this for them as well. Um, you know, what are the things? What are the outcomes that I'm really committed to? And is it, you know, is there anything yeah. there that is at this point has become dead wood? Is there anything there that's uh, that's complete? In which case, great, market off is done and, and celebrated a bit of success there. Uh, is there anything that's that's sort of lost its energy and feels a bit more, you know, like what we'd call someday maybe um, yeah. than, a, than a project? So again, given that we're um, given that we we do only have four months left in the year, it's not a bad idea for for people to be you know being a bit ruthless, quite frankly, about what is the set of what is the set of outcomes that I'm um, that I'm committed to achieving before the end of the year. That's really a good point, I think, and and both personally and professionally, right? I mean, I for my own self, I realized a long time ago that I have more interests than one lifetime will abide. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I very, I do very sincerely regard my, my someday maybe list as this kind of safety valve for that, you know, a place where good ideas don't have to die, but they don't have to be part of my active focus for the coming, you know, the coming 12 to 18 months or whatever. And I think it's great to really kind of e even shore that down a bit more and say, look, you know, by the end of the year, what's the, what's the core stuff and what's the stuff that we really, can start to defer and look at, um, you know, look at in 2016 in, instead, either by putting that into someday maybe, or putting a, you know, a tickler or a calendar or setting aside a day to do a bit of planning come January. Um, because, you know, it's, a, it's that old thing that focus does create results. Um, it also could go the other way, you know, I mean, at this point, it really, it really could be that, you know, if you haven't been in touch with that someday maybe list for a while, um, there could be some real gold in there. I've gotten so many things done in my life that started at the someday maybe level because I just gave myself permission to have and capture the idea without having to force myself to commit to it there and then. So part of that, you know, end of year closure process can also be break out the someday maybe list and 
challenge yourself, you know, as you come as you're coming toward the end of a of a good and successful year, what would what would next year look like? Um, you know, and and in terms of maybe some of these things that are slightly frightening, slightly challenging, that you can convert into into projects and into actions and just start moving forward on those. You know, <laughs> you've reminded me of one more very practical thing that I need to put on my projects list in the next little while, which is um, start to start to the, the, start the great project, the great annual project, which is uh, buy Christmas gifts. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and I find, I find, uh, you know, if I leave that project until uh, until the middle of December, then I find myself on the on the forecourt at the at the petrol station at the gas station, <laughs> look, yes. looking looking uh, frantically through the uh, the chocolates and flowers on offer, which is probably not <laughs> ideal in terms of the maintenance of, uh, of of relationships with the important folks in my life. Indeed. Um, so yeah, uh, it's just reminding me, and I've just captured that thought. Uh, might not it, that might be something I'll add in early October, but it's I suppose in once in in another sense it's never too early. Indeed, yeah, and you know, I, I it's reminding me too. I started I have a list of possible gifts gifts for various people, so just a kind of checklist style uh, flat list. But now would be a very good time to start to um, you know sort of goad my reticular activating system, goad my psychological filters into saying, hey, you know. If you spot stuff, get it on the list. And if you're collecting little and often between now and now and uh, December, you know it feels like a lot less strain than, as you say, <laughs> being being at the, the petrol station, looking through looking through whatever's there, trying to make that match the actual affections you have for the people in your life. If I if I wrapped this magazine up, would it <laughs> seem like a Christmas gift? <laughs> that's right. With enough ribbon, hopefully. Yeah, no, no, I don't. I don't. That's going to work, but but little and often really does because it it doesn't feel like so much effort that way. You know, it's just mm. training your filters that in that slightly different way to to look at things and and help you collect stuff as you go along. So that's a great a great practical tip mm. um, as we get into this this new end of the year. Well, Robert, looking at the clock, I'm seeing we're we're just about out of time. Is there, mm. is there anything? If we could sort of boil this down and you could say, you know, what, what would be your top tip for folks as they're looking forward towards, you know, the next several months and the end of the year, what, what would you, what would you tell folks? You know, I think one of the great things about GTD is that it can really kind of help you stay productive in all seasons and it can kind of smooth out the ups, the ups and downs. So my tip is it's kind of a vague one, but a very powerful one I've found, which is, which is notice the kind of rhythms of things in the slower periods. It's a great time to prepare, to shore things up, um, you know, to, to continually make progress in some of that stuff that may be still important, but not urgent. Um, and in the, in the busy periods and in the crunch periods, when you're really back and under the gun, you know, let it be okay that you're not necessarily getting to um, the reference filing and, you know, getting to those, some of those things that, um, that maybe you wanted to uh, in, in the heat of in the heat of battle, you know, when things are really, really busy. But do capture it and do, you know, create the time and space for it later. And and so to me, it's really it's the, the tip is beware. Be aware as you go into a period that's gonna have peaks and troughs to it. And and you know, make make use of what those are. Um, make use of the, the the good side of having a low, the good side of having a busy period. And be kind, you know, be kind to your future self as you go along with that. What about you? Yeah, I think 
but there's there's so much. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about you know people people that I'm working with now, people who've been in my seminars over the last little while, and and sort of my own journey. I guess the the thing that resonates for me most at the moment is that um, it's. I, I suppose in a way it's related to what you've just said. You know, we, some people who look at the work that we do and look at the, you know, the, um, the ways of working of the folks that we've worked with see the external, um, you know, the external attributes of GTD or the, the, the manifestations of GTD, you know, the list, the systems, the technology tools, the paper, the, what, you know, whatever, whatever the yeah. tools are yeah. that the people are using. Um, on the one hand, I'd say anytime there's a new beginning, and September is a is is a good example. Um, it's a great time to be asking questions about, you know, do do I have the right tool set? Is, mm -hmm. is there anything here that's not working? Is there anything here that just feels like there's there's too much friction and it doesn't really work for me? You know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm 10, 10, 11 years into this game now, and I've and I've over the last little while made some really fundamental changes. Mm -hmm. in the way that I keep information, the amount that I that I keep and kind of how it's all organized in my world. And so I guess it's just a reminder and maybe a bit of encouragement that um, that nobody's system is perfect, that uh, there's there's absolutely um, you know, there's absolutely benefit in, in thinking about your you know, it's meta thinking about the tools that you use. Yes. Yeah. Are, they, are they serving you well? And and ultimately, you know, what we're trying to create in all this is not people who who live by their lists it's people who you know as, as you said these are people who are hanging out there and in many cases they're spending you know a fair amount of time out of control you know mm -hmm. too much on feeling a bit overwhelmed feeling a bit like uh and and not necessarily in a bad way you know feeling the the buzz of excitement the the the, the tyranny of opportunity mm -hmm. as we sometimes refer to it mm -hmm. um but uh because you know, because they've they've implemented uh, GTD, they they know that if they need to get back on, if they 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 want to get back in control, they know which way you know they know which way to go, um, and keep that in mind as the uh, you know as as the, the the volume of reality is turned up over the next little while. Yeah, you can you can get back on. You just need to go back to the basics, and you need to uh, choose to focus in the ways that GTD encourages us to focus. And that way, that way, clarity lies. Indeed, that way, that way, clarity lies. So, wishing, wishing everyone listening to a um, a productive Q4 and on into to the cooler period of the year. <laughs> As you were talking about the tools, I thought I just flashed on this um, little comic strip that someone had sent me uh, about with a bicycle with square wheels on it. You know, and this guy's pedaling furiously. And so, definitely, yeah, I, I think that tip about the tools is a great one. So. You know, you will not win the race no matter how fast and hard you pedal if, if your bicycle has square wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely, you know, shore up what needs to be shored up as you can, um, you know, and 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 use the use the opportunity to get on your game. Great stuff, Robert. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, thanks everyone for listening. This is this is the first in uh, what we expect is going to be an ongoing series of podcasts and. Uh, those of you who've been uh, part of our uh, part of our extended family for a while may be aware that this is not something we've done before. So, very very happy to hear from you. Um, uh, any feedback that you've got on either the content or um, podcasting as a format and how well that serves you, we'd be very happy to hear from you. So, Indeed. so from Robert and for me, it's it's bye for now, and we'll look forward to talking to you next time. <laughs>